What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Thursday edition. That's right. We already made it past the hump. We're going to be humping all the fucking rest of the week. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> welcome to the fucking podcast, everyone. Clap your fucking hands. Slap your... Never mind. I'm trying to keep the, the D jokes out. Right. See what we can do. I believe in us. <laughs> we used to have a, a tally on that. Yeah, no, we lost track of the tally because it just got out of hand. It was, right. It, it created its own beast. Mm-hmm. It was like a dick shit. You said it. I don't want to do it. Take it out. <laughs> so today we're going to be bringing you a special episode for A Lot of Henenlotter Volume 1. That's right. Two movies from Frank Henenlotter that will tickle your fantasies, your horror murderous rage with puppets. <laughs> with puppets. Yay. Yay. Uh, yeah, but we wanted to pick a, a couple of movies and it just seemed right. We uh, picked... Frank Henenlotter's Basket Case, and of course, Brain Damage. Right. Both in the 80s, both really good. Uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But how have you been doing, man? I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Oh. Uh, you know, I didn't show up on You like, don't have to express, I by don't the have way. to express it, but yeah, I wasn't here for last episode. I uh, had a little family issues going on, but everything's okay now, and I'm back. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we were a little worried about that. Pat had some bad stuff happen, and he was like, I'm trying to make it there in time, man, but I've got this. And I'm like, really? Is that what you think of me, Patrick? Really? Yeah, then when you said, you know, you're like, don't worry about it. I was I was already out the door heading to where I needed to go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, like, he was going right. to come over and record anyway. Yeah. It's dedication. <laughs> now that I know that, I will abuse and fuck the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I'm glad things are good, man. That's that's good to hear. Yeah, we don't need to get into details. Right. Just as long as everything's good, we're good. Everything's copacetic. All right. So anything else? What about else? you, dude? No, oh. not much, no. Oh, I, uh, what I do? Shit. Well, the past couple of days I've just been, oh, I set up, we got a new TV, sort of. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's our friend's sweet. TV. It's right. like 36% bigger than my old TV. And you got it for like a song and a dance, Yeah, my. Much. It's like, you ever seen uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Right. Like, I fucking, my face just gets melted <laughs> off. Not as much as maybe like a 4K TV, but there's a lot of melty action going on in there. Oh, yeah. Melty goodness. What was it again? Was it 50? It's 55 inch. 55. Yeah. I, I had a 42 inch, so you can imagine. Right. Size really does matter. Oh, yeah. And not just for you ladies. <laughs> God damn the dick jokes. Why were they not? It's like I'm a fucking eight year old, dude. It's all right. I get on this fucking podcast and shit just goes haywire. <laughs> fucking haywire. <laughs> talk uh, about oh, them flip flaps. We've been playing some Friday the 13th game. Oh, yeah, a lot of Friday the 13th. Yeah, there's like a lot of mixed things said about it because, you know, like the, the uh, matchmaking and shit like that for Xbox, PS4, and even PC. Although I would say PC's probably got the better end of it. Probably. Uh, but that's, you know, that makes sense. Like, it's weird to me when a PC game isn't better than the console ports. Right. And that's usually because of some weird fuckery. But, guys, just just so you know, we love the game. Like, we really do like the game. And we're not just saying that because we had Wes Keltner on uh, for an interview and had a big Friday the 13th or Friday the 13th episode episode. It's not just because of that. It literally is because we really genuinely enjoy the fucking game. Yeah, it was, it's fun, dude. It's definitely immersive. It makes you feel like you're in the movies. Right. There's a lot of thought that was put into it. 
this is a smaller group. I don't remember how many people are on there, so I don't want to say, but we're we're talking in the teens here, guys. Like, you know what I mean? We're not talking about a AAA budget with like people who have three teams, like A, B, and C, right. that work on different parts of a game to figure it out. Those people have so much money they can just hire another team for like from another group, like, like Treyarch or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. whatever it is, they have like a disposable fucking amount of people. When these guys were like sleeping overnight. So just think about that before you freak out. They're fixing the problems. They've not been sleeping. You got to give them that. And kudos to them for basically tantalizing all the AAA gamers with a game that is an independent game. Right. I mean, they came from nothing. They got it picked well, up on Kickstarter. They didn't come from nothing. Well, no, well, no. He had a couple of games beforehand, but right. And 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 also remember, guys, it is forty dollars on all the other all the different consoles and such. But you do also have to remember they are building a single player game. So if you are new to this and wondering why, and some people are complaining about, oh, it's just too much money and blah blah blah. It's like no, dude. Like they are going to put in a single player. You can wait if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. No. <laughs> but if you don't play, then if you don't play, then you're no friend of mine. Um, no, but yeah, like it's, you know, they're going to be adding stuff. I have full faith in them. I know that they're working hard. I know they're having sleepless nights. They're fucking hardworking guys. And they'll give it to you for free. I'm, I, or maybe. What? I don't know. You think the campaigns is going to be an add-on or you think they'll charge oh, for no, it? Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be a part of the game, I think. Now you got me wondering. But I, well, don't, I don't think they're going to charge for it. If they want to give me want me to give them ten bucks for it, I will. No, I think it genuinely is going to have a single player included in the game. Well, period. that's fucking awesome. So they may add uh, release other Jason skins for like a few bucks here and there for people, which you know, like that could be bad or good for some people. But I, I don't think it's that big a deal. Right. It's like if you love the game, you're going to buy it. If you don't, you don't need it. It's fun no matter what. You don't need the extra skins. No, you don't. No. So. But anyway, we've been playing that. I've just been kind of working and watching TV, watching movies that I want to watch. Because when you left that day, I was like, I had all this extra time. I like, I finished <laughs> up the podcast with Christina, and then the next day just finished it. Right. And so now we're recording now, a few days later, and I'll have a little bit of extra time. But then we got to record in two days, three days. Right. <laughs> oh, well. So, but uh, we don't know what we're going to do for next week just yet. So we're going to be cramming in some fucking movies. And if you guys have a favorite 90s movie or uh, maybe like a subgenre that you feel is prevalent to the 90s, definitely get on that and let us know in the comments section and a message on our website like uh, on longlivethevoid.com, you could do it there. But let us know because um, we're going to be doing a different week each week for it. We don't know when we're going to do it. We're probably going to start at the beginning of a month. So, but yeah, other than that, uh, I did see Raw finally. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's like, I know everybody had already seen it like months ago. It was in the theater. I thought there was only one showing. Then they reopened a showing like a week and a half later or something. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like... What? Right. So I missed that one, too. And I was like, God damn it, I want to fucking see this movie. Did you end up just getting the VOD? Yeah. Yeah. So we watched it last night. I think it's a good movie, but I think it's a little more hype than I won't. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Right. I fucking say that. (laughs) Hey, I say right, like, all the fucking times. Right. Right. Uh, but no, I, I actually genuinely thought it was a pretty decent film. I, I liked what it did. It made me kind of look away a little bit during one scene. Uh, I won't say it or spoil it for any of you, so don't worry, guys. Uh, I will just say that I saw the ending a mile away, though. Like, And when I say a mile, probably tack on 10 more miles. Because like, there was something that one of the characters, the sister in the movie, said that led me to believe. So it was like, what, like 20 minutes in? It was like 20, 30 minutes in. Christina laughed at me. She was like, just watch the movie. Right. And I was like, I'm telling you, man. I was like, you're right about your thing probably, but that's pretty obvious. But I was like, this is what's going to happen. It's like, you're going to find out this. And she was like, ah, we'll see. And then at the end, she was like, pointed at me she was like you were right <laughs> <laughs> that's right and i don't like to brag about that i hate assholes that do that shit you right know, oh i knew right away like i dude, oh, that's I, me that's e totally equals me. mc squared my friend <laughs> that's me when i when i call something out like that i'm like told you no it's just i pay it very close attention to what they said and i feel like they revealed it a little too soon yeah and if you're if you're paying close enough attention you can kind of pick on it pick up on it pretty quick 
Oh, really? So, and I'm sure there's people that knew it right away, but I don't know. It was still fun and interesting and different. Um, I don't know, just different. I kind of wonder what the inspiration for the movie was. Uh, I'd like to find that out because I'm interested in it. Mm. But other than that, oh, and I saw Life. As oh well. yeah, I, that was one of the movies I was kind of interested in too. But then you kind of brought me down when you said that uh, Ryan Reynolds was not a star actor in it. Well, he is. He is. I but mean, they're it's on like a, a cameo, space station, though, right? No, 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 no. They're on a space station. There's not much place he can go. Okay, I thought you made like Ryan kill- Reynolds decided to retire to his sleep chamber for the rest of the movie. I it thought well, like maybe that. I thought maybe he got killed off at like the very beginning. Of I the don't movie. know. Well, I don't know what happens. <laughs> It'd be cool. You know what would be really cool, Patrick, is if you actually watched some of the movies that I watched, and then we talked about. <laughs> hey, I did. <laughs> my wife a... didn't want to go see Alien Covenant on my birthday, so we ended up watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, we're talking about your birthday again, are we? No, I'm just saying. Oh, the... oh okay. So it's your birthday again. Right. Right. <laughs> well, when I mention it in three other casts from now, then you could say that. Always talking about his birthday. <laughs> But what did you, what did you think of Guardians? Let's talk about that a little. Guardians bit. of the Galaxy. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty comparable, comparable to the uh, original. Right. Uh, there was some stupid humor in it, but it it gets lost in the in the shuffle of other things. So it's entertainment. It's uh, it's a little too polished sometimes. I think. Possibly, yeah. But I do like. I I didn't mind the jokes. Out of all the sci fi movies, Guardians is a. I would give it like a two out of ten at least. Two out of ten? Really? I'm kidding. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give scores anymore because all the fucking assholes of the internet come out. Oh, how dare you? Blah 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 blah. Right. Like, well, you know, you're a different person than me, so I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, the one thing about the jokes, I mean, there is a lot of them, but they bring them around, circle back around to them to make it even more funnier. Right, but there was some like poop and fart jokes that even I was like. Okay, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) Put your tinker toys down, motherfucker. No, but I still enjoy it. I think it's still a quality movie. I'm just saying that there was a couple of moments where I was like, "Eh, no, don't do that. No, no, no. No, 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 (laughs) no. But I still enjoyed it. It's, it's, you know, it's leaning that way for a reason. Right. Got to appeal to the younger generation a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm an old fucking get off your lawn motherfucker. Right. So, crotch- well, we got the next- crotchety. Right. We got Infinity Wars coming up. We're here. We the, it comes to a bottleneck here and we get to see Thanos. Oh, fuck some yeah, shit up. We'll see how that goes. Like, think about all those different characters and all that star power that's yeah. going to be in one fucking movie. Think about how long that movie would have to be to be a good movie, though. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but. It's like, what are they going to do? Just say one line each? Like, oh, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh, go around and round and just having conversations. It's going to be so fast paced that but they'll I, I don't probably even... break it into a three part well, series. They, they're breaking it into two. And I don't think it's going to be enough for... I think I think they're going to have to do three. Yeah. But that takes some pretty skilled writing. Well, they've done so well so far, dude. Yeah. I mean, there are some... Hit- There's some misses. turds in the mix, dude. There's some We're turds. eating oatmeal with turd in it. But as a whole, the way they develop their characters is far better than anything that DC's ever done. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that too much. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get... Let's, it. let's I know keep we're, it horror, bro. I'm sorry. Well, when you want to start a superhero fucking podcast on your own, Patrick... I'm just kidding. You know, that's a good idea. Oh, well, well, well. Yeah, maybe you'll see what it's like to be in hell like I am all the fucking time, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, so I think we're going to go ahead and jump into the flesh and potatoes of our A Lot of Hand Lauder Volume 1. Mm. Do you like how I said that? It was like I did. Of... I was like, or where we? Go? I felt like I was taking a whip it. Like, wah, 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 oh, he's wah, going wah, to the net. He's bringing it down like a basket of dynamite. <laughs> On the Flesh and Potatoes segment of Frank Henelotter, A Lot of Henelotter, Volume 1. From downtown. He's coming downtown for the Flesh and Potatoes segment. All right, guys, you have stepped into the flesh and potato segment. Please take off your shoes before they get blown the fuck off. (laughs) I don't know. I just like talking all like, (laughs) like it's serious. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. In a world 
In a world where flesh and potatoes <laughs> are taken to Puppet Town in New York City. I'm kidding. I didn't really try that hard. All right, so we're going to be talking about Basket Case from 1982. It's directed and written by Frank Henenlauter, who has also done wonderful classics like Basket Case 2 and 3, uh, Frank and Hooker, Brain Damage, which we'll be talking about soon, and many others. Uh, he also did a bad biology movie, which was one of the last ones I really liked, actually. It's about a penis. Yeah? Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Uh, it's Henenlotter-esque. Right. Um, but, uh, dude, that guy's a New Yorker through and through, man. Well, don't all his films take place in New York? Um, pretty much, yeah, I think so. Some of the actors in this basket case flick are Kevin Van Hedenrick as Dwayne Bradley. There was another chick in the movie who was his uh, love interest and... Uh, Terry Suzanne Smith. Yeah, that's the one. Too. Terry Suzanne Smith. So the story is about a young man carrying a big basket that contains his extremely deformed Siamese twin brother who seeks revenge on the doctors who separated them against their will. Which is awesome. Like, that's a really cool story. I don't think this movie was made on a big budget at all, considering they didn't get any of the, uh, you know, like, shooting locations, like, legitimately. Right. Like, there's scenes in the movie that they legitimately, like, had someone run down the street naked. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, well, there's a scene. This I don't know how much it was. I don't know. But the, this is what I've read. Dwayne, when he checks into Dwayne? the hotel at the very beginning of the film, okay, the cash, the wad that he pulls out, yeah, yeah. was a, it's supposed to be the entire budget for the film. Yeah, or the strip club budget. <laughs> well, it seems right. like his style. Uh, no, yeah, it definitely was. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. It's probably like $5,000 or something, you know? <laughs> Not even. But yeah, like, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I can't imagine this was a huge budget. No. After this movie, he got a lot of help from people in other movies that uh, are pretty much underground hits that we love, so pretty interesting stuff. But oh, yeah. Basket Case was one of those films that you either loved or hated, uh, it was so weird and so different. Uh, Frank Hennelotter said that the the idea came from It's Alive, okay, which also had a trilogy, I believe, about a baby that was highly deformed and had psychic powers, I believe. <laughs> there was, I think, the third one was like on a beach or some shit like that. Huh? And they always had the like baby crib, kind of like Rosemary's Baby in a way, but with like a hand coming out of it. Okay. I can't remember. It was just like, it's alive. Larry Cohen did this. I think movies. I remember that VHS cover case. Yeah, they weren't yeah, great yeah. movies. Like, I, I would definitely say this basket case kind of ups it a little bit. Just no a shit. little bit. But that was where the idea came from. And he's unabashedly said that. So it's like, uh, what'd you think? Humorous. <laughs> Don't it's, struggle here. I'm just, not trying to struggle, but I. I uh, let it out, buddy. I really wanted more gore, I wanted more blood. Uh, there was a good amount of blood. There was a good amount of blood, but not a lot of entrails, not a lot of... Oh, yeah, it wasn't like deep gore. No. They didn't have the budget for it. Did you see the water that cash? How much does it cost to go down to the butcher shop and get some entrails? I, probably a lot more than they had. Just I bet, saying. Like, I bet they'd be giving that shit away, They dog. had to shoot on 16mm film. No, but for the most part, I, I, I definitely there was definitely some interesting things about this film that I did enjoy, but... Right. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as I like fucking brain damage, that's for damn sure. Well, yeah, we can talk about that later, though. Calm yourself. Pace yourself. All right, calm down. Put pace, my dick back in my pants. Pace yourself, goddammit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I actually think, I mean, yeah, I don't want to put it down, because, like, honestly, this kind of started it all. You know right. what I mean? So it inspired a whole bunch of fucking people, dude. Like this movie in particular, like really did inspire people to come out of the woodwork to make film. And I think there's something to be said about that, whether it's a good movie or not. Right. You know what I mean? Like they were like, well, this guy can do it. I can do it. What do they say? Inspiration is the mother of creation or something yeah. like that? Well, no, actually it's uh, necessity is the mother of all invention. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it needed to be made. So they made it. But I don't know if that's the case here. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's not one of my favorite Hannah Lauder films by a long shot. But there is some redeeming stuff in it. There's some really weird, odd choices that they did in the movie that I, I thought was kind of funny. 
Yeah. It's a little hard to follow, um, but I, mean, I think they did a lot with a low, low, low budget. Oh, for sure, yeah. <clears throat> and it definitely made some waves, so... They're almost kind of like uh, guerrilla filmmakers. Yeah, totally. Very much so. And in New York City, where you can't get away with a lot of that shit. Right. You know, but the 16 millimeter camera that he used for this film was so small, Henenlotter would lose it. So they pro- that's probably why they could get away with it. I don't know about lighting and stuff like that, but some of the uh, creature effects was kind of silly. You could see the seam and the creature a yeah. little bit, but you know, the that's only claymations. Right. But that's only, I can only see that because I got the DVD or the Blu-ray copy of that. Right. And it's like easier to see, which is only in the regular, you know, four, three format for the square TV, 16 mil. Wow. That's why they shoot on 35 millimeter. He couldn't take 16 millimeter without scrunching it. Or stretching it up to fuck. Right. He So he was like, fuck it, just keep it how it is, and just make it nice. So they, they upped the, the quality of it and put it out. Also, do you remember the M-O-M-A? Uh, it's a, like a museum. Honored him by inducting him into the museum. I did not. That's fucking awesome. For preserving film. Wow. So he was like blown away by that. And I'll put a link to that below, guys, so you can check that out. But I thought that they were going to do like another version of it, but I don't think so. Something weird did the Blu-ray for this one. So it had a little bit of extras on there that I watched and enjoyed, but... You know what? I could actually... I would really like to see a remake of this movie. Remake? Really? If Lauder did it. Uh, I don't think he would. I think he would just make a sequel. But he did. He made three. Yeah, there was three of them. Yeah, so I mean, do you really need more? Probably not. I think a modern version of something a little bit more darker. All CGI. Mm, maybe a little bit more practical. You think? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, feels, it just feels wrong. I haven't seen Basket Case 2 or 3. Don't start so. talking remakes, goddammit. <laughs> I know. That's the kind of era that we're in now. Yeah. Like, it's now we're doing it. Like, no wonder it's fucking prominent. <laughs> <laughs> don't support it, goddammit. No, I don't want to hate every remake. Just too many. Overall, I think it's a it's a pretty decent movie. It's a little fucking tongue in cheek and silly, and the creatures freaking out all the time, and <laughs> which is hilarious. By the, the dialogue way. is very amusing. Yeah, it's. I mean, actually, the dialogue isn't that bad. It's just not great. I don't know. There's some scenes in there. I'm just like, <laughs> I just chuckle. This is the way they deliver their lines. I'm not right. saying it's a bad thing. I it's it's something that I enjoy. Well, there's a lot of people that have a lot of foamy mouths over this movie and i'm not necessarily putting them down by that but i just i think i got turned on to some of his later works a little bit more okay like frankenhooker brain damage you know those two i don't know because i always think of henenlotter Stuart gordon and ryan yuzna yuzna yeah whatever <laughs> those are the three that i usually think of he's got a couple of films that he's actually still working on or that he wants to finish. So it's interesting to see. He's a pretty old guy now, you know? Right. But he's cool as fuck. He, dude, I watch him in fucking conventions and Q&As and stuff like that. And he's just like, yeah, fucking this and fuck, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's just like no worry in the world, which well, is great. I mean, if Roger Corman can still make movies, I don't see why Hannah Lager, you know. Oh, he's got the, he's got the energy, man. He does. Right. He's all about it. That's like his life, man. Oh, that's all he's and ever done, yeah. Well, he's been a professor, actually. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Professor for English something. Like, he's a learned man. You're talking about Corman now, right? No. You're talking about... Henenlotter, yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. So it goes to show you, you don't have to be, you know, smart. You don't have to be stupid to make stupid or weird, odd gems. Like, you can just be entertained by the notion of something odd like this happening. Right. And he's got a sense of humor to a degree, obviously. He wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin Hentenrick, he went on to do two more of those, and he even starred in the brain damage film. Right. Well, he didn't star, sorry. He just he made, made a, a cameo. cameo. Yeah. yeah. He was older, you could tell. Oh, for sure. It was, I thought it, that scene was probably, well, we'll get to that later. What? It's it's just one of my favorite scenes from Brain Damage. Because oh, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny that you creeped out the dude that carries his deformed brother right. around in the basket. <laughs> like, well, and someone was saying that uh, his character in Bad Biology is very much like Brian from Brain Damage. It's almost like he has these like characters that are like almost kind of mirror the same sort of personality. And he may have just taken that from like people in his life, you know what I mean? 
I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Be a good question to ask him, though. Why don't you give him a call? Let's do it. All right, hold on, guys. <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> yeah, henna lauder, please. <laughs> like I said before, though, they, it was guerrilla oh, yeah, filmmaking, definitely. dude. So For sure. There was no permits. They did a lot of this shit. Like the scene where he's, uh, the dream sequence where he's running down the street. Right, well, you York. don't want to, like, ruin it for everybody, but. Oh, it's just. I mean, it's a good scene. I like looking at his. Uh, yeah, you his like legs looking at his flip flap. <laughs> his little, his little his dingle. His legs, Patrick. Okay. Jesus. I was looking at something else. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, there is, there is a lot of scenes where they just, like, woof, like, just did it. Right. They're like, fuck it, let's make it. Go, 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 go. Yeah, like, you ain't going to charge me, motherfucker. <laughs> you know the grunting and screaming, the sounds that the uh, Belial, his his deformed brother that they cut off the side of him were making? Right, right. All those noises, even the one him crawling across the floor and shit like that, were done by the lead actor. Really? Yeah. So he even did the mold for the face of the creature. Huh. So that was all him. I thought that was interesting. A lot of the camera crew or the crew for this movie actually left the film during one of the, the, the what's her name, scene where she dies, his girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Let me remind that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. A lot of people on the crew left. <laughs> but yeah, no, they left. And the, this is actually a common occurrence. It happened on uh, Brain Damage Film too. Well, it, it was the same actress, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, she was in that movie, but I don't think for... Yeah, I don't, no, she wasn't in Brain Damage. Are you sure? Positive. Casey was. Casey was the black lady. She was in the movie. She was in uh, Brain Damage as well as this one. She was the neighbor in the hotel. Right, the, right. The, 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 like, kind of, like, stripper lady. I don't know what she was. She she worked at, like, one of those, like, strip club toward it, sort of gentlemen's clubs <clears throat> in the first uh, basket case. Trust me on that. I know. All right. I'm trusting. <laughs> I trust. But, yeah, a lot of the crew just left. They were like, fuck this. I don't... This is totally offensive. Not cool with this. I'm leaving. And uh, it happened on brain damage as well. So this is a spoiler alert as far as the ending. If you guys have already seen the movie, cl clearly this is going to be something you already know. You know how the movie ends. Spoiler starts now. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Um, there's the original ending that they were going to have. Instead of Belial hanging from the, the street sign. and the like, hotel yeah, sign. Yeah, choking out his brother trying to save his life, but also killing him at the same time. Right. <laughs> they were going to have Belial walking down the street <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> And they couldn't do it, so they opted for a nude streaking scene and the hanging from the sign scene instead. Right. Which, when they did the streaking scene, the lead actor, Kevin, was like, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck yeah, let's do that. It's awesome. So they, like, got in a van. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. They yeah. drove to, like, one street, cleaned, they, like, swept the whole floor or the whole ground. Yeah, got so, all those needles out of the way. So, yeah, so he wouldn't, like, step on any glass or something fucked up. And then he starts running down the street. And then they like got in the van, they, yeah, they, and did it again. I read, there was like a like a van on either side of the street. The one where he dropped off, and the one he ran to. Oh, I don't know. I think they just had one van. Oh, they might have with that kind of budget, actually. Yeah, so <laughs> they just did it really quick. <laughs> but do you have any favorite scenes for this one? Or? I really like the scene after there was that whole commotion about that guy dying in the hotel. I won't say who. Okay, but it was a neighbor or some sort. But uh, the detectives are outside talking to everybody. Oh, he's loaded. <laughs> right. That guy. But uh, the detectives talk to him as he's trying to walk into his room. And then he does that one. He's asking if he can go inside and look. And then he kind of like does that creepy, like, I'm going to put my hand on your hand while you turn the key. I was like, yeah, just turned like, into like a gay porno or something. And I will always love it was like very it was kind of weird it was very intimate it was almost like he was like let me open it yeah i don't know let's say i mean it was it, just creepy and it was really funny to me yeah uh, i really enjoyed it um one of my favorite scenes was when belial was wrecking shit in the hotel room oh <laughs> and he went fucking ape shit dude like he was like here's a tv for you belial and he just Hope like breaks it he turns it on it doesn't even work and then he's like, ah, ah, ah. he just throws it on the ground. And then he climbs down in claymation <laughs> and he's like picking chairs up and they like cut away as he's picking it up at like he threw it against the wall. Right. But it was really just like them picking chucking up, it, chucking yeah. the chair at the right time. 
And then he's like smashing everything in the fucking room. All the hotel people are like, oh my God, what's going on? And then the fucking manager comes up. Get out of the fucking way. Move it out of the way. What's going on in there? They're like, there's an animal or something in there. I just thought that whole fucking scene was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. I like when he grabbed the, the, the leg of the bed and started slamming the bed up and down. Oh, yeah. yeah it was pretty funny. <laughs> He's good, man. He's strong. That little fucker. He's like, you know, like not even an eighth of the size of his brother. Right. Dude, that guy lifts. <laughs> Have you seen his neck? It's like big. <laughs> you see his one bicep? Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> but I, I think, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, the scene where... These are all spoiler alerts, by the way. <laughs> Right when he's having the dream about him running around naked and shit, that his brother Belial's across town, like raping his girlfriend. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got a little confused at that. I was like, is he in his own bed or where the fuck is he? Right. No, that's like a dream he's had. I, I, I don't know. Cause they're, they're... He was jealous of his brother. Right. And I think they're like connected somehow. Yeah. Well, he said in the in the movie, he was like, he's like, when I was younger, I, we could talk to each other without saying words. We could just hear and think what we were saying. But then I got older. And then he still had the ability. And he could tell me things, you know, like. Right. But I couldn't tell him. But every now and then, I can hear him tell me things. <laughs> I don't know why. That's not what he sounds that like or, at all. Or the part where he gets really drunk in the bar and starts telling the girl. Oh, yeah. That seems so forced. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. Bad, yeah. It was so bad that it was good. And like the jokes, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? Well, they're, oh, they're just drunk, you know. Uh, he was probably like, all right, make jokes. Do jokes or something. Talk. Whatever the fuck. Move your flip-flaps around. Yeah, Let's fucking go. fucking do your thing. Yeah, fucking drunky drips. <laughs> drunky drips. <laughs> You're pissing and dripping out of your mouth, you fuckhole. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I mean, overall... I mean, I think that's pretty much it for that. I mean, any of the times that... Oh, oh, Belial, when he grabs Dwayne's crotch. Oh, dude, the way he screams. And he picks him up, like, really high. I was ah! like, I was like, where are the wires? Where are the wires? I was, like, looking for the wires. I couldn't see anything, so I don't know they how they did it. Because they were out of the frame. Because it was just, like, you didn't see his shoulders and that. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. They probably were on it. Like, I had a harness around his, like, shoulders, I bet. Right, or some dude's just standing behind him picking him up. Right. With no legs. Grabbing him by the buttocks. Some dude that can fly. He <laughs> <laughs> can't see his legs. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, I think that's all we really have to say about that one. Do Yo. you guys like this movie? Are you a big fan of this movie? Why do you like this movie? I did find it stupid that he like locked it with like this an ordinary lock on a wicker basket. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that'll keep him in. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker can lift couches and throw chairs and shit. And he's only like a foot tall. Right. But I digress. Yeah, no, I agree. But it's a nice wicker basket. I like it. I like it. Come a lot. on down to the basket aporium. <laughs> dude, I love that. We video. have baskets. Yeah. You need to put that on. The yeah, link oh to that. god, dude. <laughs> I'll put it in the link below, but you guys gotta let me know if you watch that shit. It is fucking it, hilarious. It's ridiculous. So I think that's enough about the uh, basket case from 1982. I think we're going to move on to another New York classic. Fucking 1988. Brain Damage. Have you seen this movie? It just came out on Blu-ray from Arrow. Pretty awesome, too. I was waiting on that one for a while. Yeah, you're excited about it. You're like, we gotta do a show. Well, and everybody, all my friends, like Sin Fury from Horror Amino and like Justin Thale, was like, dude, you didn't get Evil Ed? And I'm like... I fucked that brain damage over that, man. I had to. Right. That's just one of those movies, man. It is really good. Um, and the music is. Yeah, there's great. some pretty cool scenes in that for that, too. It was also directed and written by Frank Henenlotter. It had actor Rick Hurst as Brian. <laughs> Brian. Oh, we're having fun, are we, Brian? You know what? You know, you know what I'm going to say this movie reminded me of. Or I should say what? vice versa. Uh, motivational growth. Yes. Yeah. I'm and definitely I, thinking he got inspiration from Brain Whether Damage. he meant to or not, yeah. it's, it's in there. It's a, definitely. It makes sense. The voice is like, I mean, Brian. it's not, right? <laughs> Oh, man. When does the moon come out at night? <laughs> That's just Elmer's tale. 
<laughs> Whatever the fuck. But yeah, no, dude, like, I can't do his voice right, but Frank Hennenlauter, believe it or not, can do his voice, like, perfectly. But if you guys have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, let's go to the story! So, when a horrible slug attaches to a man's neck and sucks on his head... <laughs> <laughs> A dildo-shaped slug sucks on a dude's head. Now, uh, one morning, a young man wakes to find that a small, disgusting creature shaped like a dildo has attached itself to the base of his brainstem. The creature gives him a euphoric state of happiness, but demands humans' victims in return. Namely, their brains. <laughs> Isn't that right, Brian? Hey, Brian. <laughs> Dude, his voice is so fucking great. Dude, I totally wanted to break out like a song and dance, like that gift that I showed you the other day by well, from uh, Spaceballs, where the alien comes out. He's like, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling." Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, and uh, the guy who did the voice, by the way, is John Zachary. Okay, he was the voice of Elmer in this movie, and for years it was a secret because John Zachary was part of the Actors Guild. Really? Screen Actors Guild, the SAG, or, you know. So there's a lot of rules in place that you have to do stuff. So he was like, yeah, I'll do this. This is amazing. I love it. Uh, before he hired him, he had actually, and I'm sorry I'm jumping into the trivia, but we didn't mention him as an actor. And right. it's, it's a really interesting story, so I figured we might as well just tackle it now. Why not? Um, but John Zagerly used to work on a show called Shock Theater, as Roland in the 50s with his wife. And uh, it was kind of like a, you know, creature feature show thing. You oh, know? really? Yeah. I heard that we have one locally here that I need to check out. But later on, I guess, like in the 80s, when they were trying to get the people into the voice and everything, they had all this long, this long list of people. And he's like looking at him. He's like, da, 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 da. oh, John Zachary? He's like, all right, that's all we need. <laughs> he's like, get him. Just get him for me. Whatever you got to do, get him. And then he went and they talked to him and they got him and then it was time to like pay him and he was like, here you go, here's your check. And uh, he's like, oh, here, check out my Screen Actors Guild Award thing, you know, like, he was like, oh, shit. He's like, I can't put your name in the movie now. So, because they have to get a certain amount or something like that. I don't know exactly what the details were on that. But you need to be paid a certain amount? I think so. It's like union. So it's like, you can't. Wow. Go outside the union. So in order for him to do the movie, they had to pretend like Frank Henenlotter did his voice. And Frank actually does a really good job of doing his voice. So for years, they never even announced who it was until recently. Wow. So I don't know. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Hopefully that doesn't ever come back and bite him. No, but a lot of people were pissy with him and thought that he did it. Frank, anyway. Uh, they thought he did it because they was being selfish or something like that. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? And he was like, I was doing it for his protection, not mine. Right. He's the one that's going to get fined. I didn't want him to have to fucking pay that or have to pay it out because I didn't have the money. You know what I mean? Right, right. So uh, what would you think of this movie anyway? I really enjoyed it, dude. I I thought it was amazing. Yeah? And it's one of those movies that you you wanted to see it go like balls to the wall. Oh, it kind of does. It, it goes does. balls to the face, at least. <laughs> Were those balls? No, it was just shaft. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, I just I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the music. I I, uh, I think it was very well done. It's definitely going to be one of those I add to my collection. Nice. Because yeah. it's, it's been like fucking 10 years since I've seen this movie. And I almost forgot about it. Yeah, dude. It's one of those movies that kind of slipped through the cracks for a lot of people. It was kind of hard to get on DVD even. Uh, I believe it was Synapse Films did the uh, DVD for the longest time. And I remember hitting them up and going, hey, are you guys ever going to bring brain damage to uh, Blu-ray? Because and they're like, yeah, we're, we're definitely interested. And it might be one of the next ones we get. But Arrow picked it up. So I'm not really sure how that happened. So I don't know. Maybe they just didn't do anything with it and they lost the rights to it. Because right. you do have a certain amount of time sometimes. Right, with certain films or characters, you have a certain right, amount of time like, to either make them, Yeah, right. Or either pay the fine or make another movie. Well, I, I think with different formats, it's like a whole new license. Oh, really? I believe. Because it doesn't fall into the exact same category, although it is a movie. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. But I was a little surprised that Arrow picked it up. 
And I thought it was just going to be in the UK, you know what I mean? Or something right. like that. But but yeah, I love this film. This is one of those movies that I can usually just pop on anytime and just enjoy the shit out of it. I always laugh. Like, there's always some, like, fucking silly laughter going on in the movie. Right. I love the character, Brian. Uh, what's his name? Rick Hurst. I thought he was really cool. He looks like a, like a, a, a smaller fucking Henry Rollins now. Like, he has, like, gray hair like Henry Rollins. Okay. And he almost has the same facial structure. <laughs> He's like kind of a straight lace kind of guy. But yeah, this guy looks like him and he's not him. Right. Brian played a really good role for his first film. And there was a lot of like um extras in the uh, Blu-ray that I got to watch. I couldn't watch them all, dude. Like literally there's There's like, that many. There there's like 12 hours of fucking extras. Like it's ridiculous. Like ridiculous amounts of fucking crazy extras. I don't know about 12. But dude, when you look at the back of the fucking Blu-ray, it's like it's like, hey, this movie's about this in two, three lines. And then below it, it's like all the extras. And it's like three inches long Damn. on the back of the Blu-ray. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's over. It's like huge. So I tried to watch as much as I could, but they were talking about a whole lot of really fun things about the movie and just, you know, like Rick Hurst wasn't really into the, the he was really excited about the film when he first started it. And then when it was like the debut night, he went to the theater with his friends and they were all laughing and he just was like, dude, this is supposed to be a big movie, man. So he was, I think he was a little like, what the fuck? Self-conscious about it? Probably, because he put a lot of effort into it. Like he slept on the set just like the guy did. Right. In Basket Case. See, that's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not, not Basket Case. What are you talking about? The mold. Oh, the mold. He slept in the, in the, in the, in the place. Oh, really? He totally did. Rick Hurst slept on the set. Wow. So that he could be a part. And like, he's like, I kind of like need to get grimy and like, you know, into the scene. He's like, I just need to kind of like vibe with the scene for, and feel comfortable in my spot right. so that I can like really run with this shit. And yeah, so, he said he, he didn't shower for like months on end and didn't shave. And who? The guy from Motivational Growth oh, to get into it. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, remember? He said his like girlfriend was like, was like you're grimy, man. Yeah. Wouldn't have sex with him, pretty much. Which Ugh. is, uh, you know, all right. It right. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just there's something about this movie that is just so unique and different, and it does something so silly. Like the fact the voice sounds like a fucking a silly, fucking smart, intelligent being is just beyond me. You know what I mean? You would expect that thing to be stupid and just latch onto your neck and act like a fucking killdo, <laughs> like a killdo or a fucking monster turd or some shit yeah and this this movie was kind of highly edited when it came out to vhs they pretty much got rid of all the gruesome scenes mostly just the sex scenes but the fellatio yeah i don't know just overall i think this movie is just it has so many pockets of weird fun parts really cool interesting fun dialogue um i don't know what are what are some other things that you like about it like why do you like it practical effects were stunning and it was it just took you somewhere weird like it was like a layer of reality being peeled off right it was almost i don't know like a hellraiser but not it was they had like three different movies special effects guys on it really yeah and i know what for a fact that street trash jim muros or james m muro murrow he did uh his guys did work on that hmm. and believe it or not like I forget there was another one and I just can't think of what it is off the top of my head because I lost all my notes when I thought you weren't coming. <laughs> I like totally deleted and I was like, fuck, dude, I'm not going back through six hours of fucking shit. Right. But I know that there was three teams and Street Trash, Jim Miro, M. Miro uh, was one of those uh, people. He did the camera work, but his he also had people that worked on that film work on this. Right. So it was like a lot of fucking special effects guys on this film. And then what they did, they did it, I mean, everything was done, you know, perfect. I just wanted more of it. And right. it was probably a lot of work for them to even to put what they did into the movie. Sure. I mean, they had a bigger budget than normal. Right. They did a lot with what they had. I mean, there was like three different types of, or four different types of uh, Aylmers. There was like the r- mechanical one. Yeah, the one that like opens his eyes and yeah. his mouth. And, and then they have the mouth one. No, there was a mechanical one that just sat there and wiggled his tail. Oh, really? It was just okay. like a vibrator or something. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like, I straight up, like, the person that did the fucking carving and making of the fucking head of Elmer put a dick on his head. 
<laughs> like blended it in with the braininess pox. You know what I mean? Like there's a dick on Elmer's head. Oh, that's fucking. You hilarious. can actually go online and buy a cast of it. Really? From the guy who designed it? Yeah. That might be worth something. I you know what? I would love to have a fucking cast of it. Fuck right. yeah! Like they just put a fucking thing around it and then dumped plaster in there, and then right. you, you can buy that version. I would love that. Just make a bunch of them. There was like one guy in the extras where he was actually like in a band called the Statutory Apes. <laughs> and like he literally has written like three albums dedicated to the movie. Wow. And they did a song on there. It's not half bad. On the movie, right? Not in the movie, no. He did it later on. This guy was like a, a fan. Like he watched, he didn't even like horror movies. And he just happened to watch this movie and just like instantly fell in love with it and loved everything about it. Thought it was hilarious, like, has, like, all kinds of shit from all the movies. He has a signed script from fucking Henenlotter. Henenlotter invited him out to his house, and, mm. like, they met and hung out and shit. That's and, like, fucking cool. Yeah, like, dude, like, because he wrote an entire album dedicated to his movie. Wow. So, and even at the end of their interview with that guy, he was like, Frank Henenlotter told me to only say one thing, and that is listen to Statutory Apes. To make, or he said that he requests only one thing to play statutory apes at the end of this. <laughs> and they did. And then they did like a music video, like a makeshift music video there. Oh, wow. In his like house. That's fucking cool. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting to bring up about. There's a lot of really big fans for this movie, and there's a lot of reasons why. But when you see a blue creature suck on your head or on the back of your neck, talking to you in a smart, intelligent way that makes you trip out and act like a fucking moron where you can see and touch and taste color. You know you got a good thing going. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, it's a drug culture, but it's like also like club culture for that time frame. Oh, yeah. Like the punk music, sort of. Like that song, and I, I should have looked it up a little bit more because I couldn't figure out what it was. I just didn't look into it too much, but I actually didn't mind it. No, no, none of the music was bad in this. Movie. Like when he walks into the club and the like music's going and he's just mm. like, ha ha ha. He's like dancing around. She's like, want to dance, stranger? Or whatever the fuck. One of the things I think was interesting about this movie is he actually shot 35 millimeter film. Hennenlauter said that he couldn't, you know, like in the first basket case, he kept losing the camera for the 16 millimeter. But in this one, he was, it was so huge because it's a 35 millimeter film. You know what I mean? Right. So they actually did a real format and he just loved it. You know, he did it at 16 and he always regretted it. So he shot with 35 from here on out. This was uh, Rick Hurst's first debut film, a lead actor that played Brian. And he had to, I don't know if you noticed in the movie, did you see him wear that fake lip? Right, right. He actually had to wear a fake busted lip because Frank Hennelotter was like, you are too pretty. You just need to have your lips split. So we're just going to put that on there. And they put that on him for the whole film. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is pretty weird. That unexplained cut on his lip, there was supposed to be a scene where his brother is protecting him in a bar fight. Oh, I don't remember that part. I don't remember him talking about that. It, it's, it's just what I picked up on Wiki. But I, I noticed that too. And I was like, where did he get that? It didn't even show a scene. I, there him. wasn't a, supposed to be a scene, I don't think. I think they just wanted to make it seem like he had been in a fight so he doesn't look as like pretty. Right. That's what. That's the way Frank Hennelotter expressed it in the extras. Okay. Well, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that was just assumed to make it seem like he was in a bar fight. Right. That he wasn't so... He was a little rough around the edges. The voice of Elmer, like I said, was John Zacherly, which I think is just the best part of the film in a way. Although the way they bounced off each other was perfect. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting to see how they work together on that. There was uh, the blowjob scene that you were trying to mention earlier. Oh, yeah, the fellatio. The fellatio. The fellatio. Yeah, it sounds like a nice ice cream, huh? Yeah, like gelato. <laughs> Bone lotto. Um, no, it's uh, that was the scene that everybody walked out on. Yeah. Yeah. Because they thought it was too much. It's also yeah. the scene they cut from the DVDs and stuff. In the, or I think it was VHS copies. If yeah. only they knew what was to come. Right. <laughs> you think that's bad. Well, he kind of tends to push the boundaries a little. Right. You know? But if they would like to see a scene from, like, one of the hostile movies, that would have fucking... Yeah, but it, for its time, though, it was pushing the it oh, was yeah. pushing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny that, uh, like, it was always his crew that walked off the set. It wasn't the street trash guys. It wasn't the other film guys. Just his crew <laughs> that was offended by it. 
a lot of the special effects team, uh, like I said, were in the the movie Street Trash, and that's just one of my favorite movies. You're wearing the shirt right now. I I totally am. <laughs> it was not planned, by the way. I just just wanted to wear it because I love the shirt. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could probably jump into some of our favorite scenes. There's too many to name off, but just try to pick one, and then I'll go one, and you do one. All right, so on. I think probably one of my favorite scenes was not only like favorite scenes, but some of the sounds that came out of that scene was when he's having dinner with his girlfriend and the meatballs, you know, they started to turn. <laughs> and then they open, he like puts it down and picks it back up. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the way they breathe and the, the way they look with the membrane on the top of the, it just looked fucking so sweet. <laughs> and the sound just made it that much better. Right. No, I agree, dude. It was fucking, I thought that was a really cool scene. It just adds to the element of like, what the fuck is going on? Right. He's really on a bad trip right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a really good scene, and like he's trying to keep it together. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a like a his last voyage of sanity there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like his Boeing voyage. Yeah, like breaking the bottle on the ship, all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he definitely went bye bye after that for the most part. I like that he was trying to fight him, and that whole scene where they're in the hotel, he's like, "I've got to be the master. I've got to be the one in control." Right, and then he takes into that dive fucking hotel. And it's like a shit fest in there, like, and he's just like in his underwear and t-shirt, like rolling around on the floor, all fucked up, like really fucking pale and right. sweating like a fucking champ, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, and he's like, he's like worse than a heroin junkie. Like they show that scene where he's like puking on the radiator, and he's like, <clears throat> and he's like, oh, ho, ho, Brian, you don't want to puke over there, like. <laughs> You're really letting go of yourself right now. You're really starting to crack up. And he's just like mocking him the whole time. Right. It's like there is no, he's not going to, he's going to lose this battle. Right. So he finally gives in. And just that whole, that whole segment, I think, is just really fucking cool. Where he's locked in the hotel room with him. Right. What about you? Another one? Probably the fellatio scene. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) I thought it was fucking awesome. I think most people do. Yeah, you know, Felicia was just badass. I mean, it was unique and different. Uh, I always wondered how he, like, sucked her brains out of her head, like, through her mouth, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is pretty unique. Yeah, and, and like, the little driblets there. <laughs> yeah, they had, out. To, they had to actually tie string or fishing uh, line through, like, sheep guts, put them in her mouth, and then pull the head out as it, and it was in her throat. So, like, they pulled it out. Ugh. And it was like attached to like Elmer's mouth, right? With like the the fishing line. Ooh, yeah, like it was real sheep guts, dude. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she's a trooper, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. Especially in that whole scene. I wonder if she like. What if they tried to get her for like fucking one of the actresses in a in the thing, and they, she didn't want to do anything with it or something? Maybe she was just a streetwalker. She's like, I've had worse things in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because all women are street hookers, huh? Is that what it is, Patrick? Yeah, but they were in New York. <laughs> Oh my god! They were bad. Stuff. Have you been to New York? I've never been to New York. Okay, well, it's not like that everywhere. <laughs> well, they're in a trashy part of New York. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, he always finds the like worst depraved areas. I guess, like in the movies, they look like. Well, that's his stomping ground. He knows where all that shit's at. I think he just like goes anywhere he could. I don't think it was like that specific. Right. Just try to make. He just he breathed. A lot of people felt like he breathed a new life into New York and gave it like a sort of made made New York a character in a way, gave it like a sort of a flair or style about it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, besides all the times where he's like cracking up and losing his mind, I think one of my favorite parts is where he finds blood in his pants and he wakes up. Oh, that's and, like the night after, And he's like, right? when I wake up and I find blood in my pants, I want to know why. He's <laughs> like, what? The blood in your pants? He's like, yeah, the blood in my pants. He's like, oh, oh, that came from a girl in the nightclub who sucked out her brains. You what? Sucked out his brains? <laughs> yeah yeah right through her mouth <laughs> and i was just like wow he's, he's just, just like so matter of fact yeah about just it. so yeah. plain you're like yeah this is a normal thing <laughs> part of my beauty is to keep you from any of the unnecessary things that you don't need to know about how about you just put me on your neck no no <laughs> boy you don't really you really don't remember anything he's like no what about the night watchman at the junkyard? What? Yeah. I ate out his brains or some shit like that. I don't know. 
I can't remember. I can't recite the whole fucking thing, but right. I just love that part. Like, I just think that conversation with him is when kind of like everything kind of spins out of control a little bit. Well, that's where he challenges them. What did you think of the creature effect? Like his like creature, like did you like that or did you just? You like, know what I really enjoyed is when it, they opened his mouth and you saw all those fucking teeth, tendrils, and yeah, shit, and like, that one little needle with the little dripping shit. Right. That was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool model. That was like a huge model that they had to like shoot on a close up, watching his mouth open up with the blue shit coming out of it, right? Like on the hooks. That was yeah, it's cool. I like that they chose blue. Yeah, it was a cool. It was like electric blue too. Yeah, it's like kind of like I don't know. And then like the, like spoiler alert, they, at the end when they his head opens up, kind of reminds me of Brain Dead. A little bit, yeah. Do yeah. you remember how Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton or no Bill Pullman's head? He opens up his head and the light comes out. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. I really wish it, they just went balls to the wall with a whole bunch of fucking crazy shit right there. Like people's faces started melting off and like weird shit. Right, right. Like you, I just wanted to see a big crescendo of just like crazy fucking like reality rips throughout the entire world. You know what I mean? Like he, like he could only see it, obviously. But you know. I don't know. I mean, it might be cool if it spilled out into the world. They probably only had so much of a budget. Right. Did you did you recognize Frank Henenlotter in there? I didn't in the movies. He was like the red haired guy with the mustache in both movies. Oh, yeah? At the very end, they show Frank Henenlotter running around in the parking lot with the police, and he's wearing glasses, and he's got like a... Okay, yeah, He's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. balding, and he's usually wearing like a like one of those button baseball hats that you wore for baseball with right. the mesh. Like, like he the was, trucker hat or whatever? Yeah, yeah, like a trucker hat. And he was wearing almost the same thing in a basket case. He was like the uh, orderly, like the guy that uh, cleaned the floors and shit. Isn't that the orderly? No, that'd be a janitor. An orderly, that would be a hospital. <laughs> or a fucking asylum or some shit like that. But yeah, he kind of like, I don't know if it was just out of necessity or he just wanted to be a part of his movie. It might be. I I mean, it might be like, this is my fucking movie. There I am. Kind of like Stan Lee and all the Marvel right. movies. The funny thing I thought that was about Frank, and Frank Hennelotter is that he's kind of like a big fan of his own work. Which some might think, oh, that's egotistical, but I think he's just, it's just a really big moment in his life, you know what I mean? He just loves it so much that he was able to take an idea. And bring it to fruition. Yeah, and make, right. it, and make it a reality. I mean, right. to me, that's kind of beautiful. And I've had some of my artistic friends or musician friends who are like, oh, why don't you just grab a mirror and start jerking yourself off? It's like, well, I didn't write this for everybody else. I wrote it for me. Like, if you're writing it for everybody else, I don't know, there might be something to be said about that. Right. You know, if you're not really truly writing it for yourself, but I don't necessarily think that it's wrong to enjoy your own work all the time. Like if you're obsessively watching your own shit every fucking day, <laughs> yeah, there might be a problem, but there's nothing wrong to be proud of yourself for something, I think. Yeah, if you're pulling like a Patrick Bateman, then right. something to say about that. Yeah, but... if you're like literally looking into a mirror and jerking yourself off. Right. I don't, you know, but he is a fan of his own work and he likes to collect stuff from oh, he's his a collector. Huh? Yeah, from his own movies. So that's why he invited that guy out. He was like, "Let me buy your, you know, whatever you have. I'll give you some stuff." And you know what I mean? He gave him some books. Like apparently, there's a book for brain damage. Hmm. Like a book. Like a continuance of the story? I don't know. I've never even knew that there was a book. So I'm going to have to look into it now just to see. Damn, yeah. But I guess Frank Henenlotter wrote a book. And I don't think it's just a screen ad, you know, like, I don't know what it is. Hmm. So there's not many of them out there. They're pretty, you know, rare. Right. So it's kind of hard to get, but... You think this day's an age, someone would probably put that up on the internet already. Oh, I'm sure, but for how much is the question. Like, I guess the guy from the Statutory Apes bought one, and that's how he got in touch with Frank Henenlotter, because the guy he bought it from had his contact information and talked to him. And then hit up Frank Henenlotter and said he would like to meet him or something like that. So when we go to New York, you know, we're going to hang out with Frank Henenlotter. Fuck, I would love to have him on, man. Dude, we, you think we get him? I don't know. Maybe we'll send him our fucking podcast that we talked about. It always seems to happen, huh? Right. I'd be fucking honored as fuck, man. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Big fan of his work, dude. Like, I have almost all of his movies, like, except for the Basket Case 2 and 3, which I still need to get. But at the time, I you know I wasn't too fond of those ones. I was big fan of the Brain Damage and uh, Frankenhooker, and now Bad Biology, which I really like. What do you think on uh, closing thoughts on this? 
Okay, first of all, I really want a soundtrack. <laughs> there wasn't really too many songs. If, was if like he, even if he just compiled all his fucking favorite songs from all his movies or whatever. Oh, yeah, huh? That might be a good idea. Like, I would buy that. You hear me, Frank? You hear me? <laughs> I will buy it. I will buy it. On... I'm sure you wouldn't be the only one that would want to buy that. And I think there is Basket Case song uh, albums out there. They put out on uh, Waxworks. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I remember seeing it. So I think it was like Basket Case 1 or 2. Okay. So there aren't there is music out there, but I don't know about a compilation like you're talking about. I mean, that if I was going to do that, if there's not many music in all of his movies, just take the best ones out of each one. And... Well, you can't do that. Why you sell not? it as a whole, you don't sell it at all, in my opinion. I mean, that's what... Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. John Carpenter's? Yeah, John Carpenter L- Lost did that. Remixes or mm-hmm. whatever? No, they weren't the lost ones. They were lost themes. It was lost themes oh, remix. Lost themes? I give you the remix one that had like a ogre track on it or something like that. And the album's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is really fucking good. But it's just a recreation of the, his stuff, essentially. It's just right. a remix. So, but yeah, I don't know. I would be interested in. It. I'm starting to want to collect these things. I do buy like digital and fucking some CDs. Like no one buys cds anymore <laughs> i know i'll buy cds if i see one that i really really like well and that's kind of when i want to get vinyl because it's like well fuck at least i can have it on that but you gotta really store those things you know you can't fuck around yeah I, i'm looking at it and getting a, a, a case for them because i'm getting so much now that it's just like Starting i smoke in my out. house and I, I i know i shouldn't just get some of the milk crates man no i want something that conceals them i mean i'm gonna stop smoking obviously, oh you want to just year, get but... one of those cases with the lid on it right 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 yeah, I need to get a fucking record player again. So, <laughs> well, you can get those portable ones. Christina's like turning over, like like while she's like listening to this, like crushes her screen at work. <laughs> she's like, ah, no more collection. <laughs> we like talked about that last episode that you haven't heard yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you collecting too much? Well, oh. she says I'm a hoarder, and I'm like, I'm not a hoarder. My wife's good like that too. She's a. Uh... She had to make me stop. You know, buying Nintendo games because I would just literally. Yeah. I got to the point once I got all the games I had when I was a kid, I just started buying them just because they were cartridges. Oh. And she's like, you gotta stop. Yeah, you got an addiction, bro. You gotta stop. <laughs> well, I got you back into movies now. Right. And now I'm trying to collect my Blu rays. Now I've been going to Zia, like, you know, yeah, like an every other week. And then I'm like, oh, that one and that one. And then you got like fucking 10 fucking DVDs in your hand and you're like trying to make decisions on what well, I can buy, what I can. And Zia's not the cheapest place to get stuff all the time, but I it's like really it not. a lot. But when they got you sales, got, it's a good deal. Well, and you also have to kind of be like, kind of look through. You got to be thorough. If you want to collect something and you want to get the cheapest price and the best disc and all this other shit, like there's there's stuff to be found, but you got to dig a little. Right. Like you got to get your hands dirty. You gotta roll up your sleeves. Yeah, and get Zia. Let him, <laughs> let him Zia all over your face and back. But they do have a lot of good deals, especially on their vinyl. I mean, yeah. I got a, they got a couple of their grab bags for vinyl, and I got a couple of good things in well, there. Well, you gotta remember also, some people are a little bit more purist with the vinyl, and they want to get the pressings, the first pressings of stuff. Yeah. Because those are worth more, you know what I mean? So those are harder to find. You gotta kind of like look through them. Like, that's another layer to... Blu-rays and DVDs and such right. that you can't like. It's only at the at the end of a life cycle that you can start. Oh well, this is the first edition of a DVD. So I don't go that far with vinyls, but I will say there is something to say about good vinyl and shitty vinyl. You know, right. you have a good vinyl when you pick it up and you feel some some heft to it, right? But you pick something up and it feels like a flappy piece of plastic. Don't even bother picking it up, right? Put okay. it right back down. It's a waste of money. Well, oh, what and Kelly's probably like, yeah, it's a waste of money to buy these fucking things too. <laughs> like, have you ever tried eating? Like, that's a good thing to do. Hey, well, now I'm making money. So well, we'll, get, we'll get Kelly on to do a, a thing with you, talk shit about you. Oh, that's like fun. Christina was just like verbally beating the shit out of me on the last podcast, <laughs> which is great. It was fucking hilarious. But uh, I think uh, that's enough talk about fucking brain dead, uh, brain dead, brain damage. There's enough talk about brain damage, so uh, I think it's a it's a really good movie, guys. If you have not seen it, you should definitely, 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 definitely pick it up. Um, I don't know. Who knows if they'll reprint it? You know, I don't know. Right. It could if be they, the last time they print it. I definitely got the one with the slipcase. Nice. So I didn't need to worry about 
Because you know those slip cases that go over the Blu-rays? Yeah. People actually collect those. Just a slip case? Yeah, for like five, ten bucks sometimes, dude. Holy shit. I'm not joking, man. Damn, dude. Isn't that crazy? Like, That's I was like, crazy. fuck, I'll give them all mine. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, here, like I got like $500 worth in here. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Have fun with it. Sometimes I don't even like the slipcase. Like, I actually like the cover of the fucking Blu-ray. Really? You throw those away? No, no, no. I don't throw them away. I'm saying I don't like them, like the picture that's on them most of the time. Sometimes oh. it's really cool, but other times I'd rather just see the cover of the Blu-ray. Well, it's not like you ever look at them until you fucking take the slip cover off anyway, so right. it's like, no matter, they're on the side of the wall. They're just sitting there until you pick them up, and then you cradle them like a baby. Rub them, smell them. Whisper in sweet little spine. Lick them. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it on your genitals. <laughs> No, it's not that crazy, guys. All right, we're sorry. Yeah, we went too far. It's my fault. Blame me. I got Mike. I'm channeling Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so hopefully uh, we might have a new guest on. I'm not sure yet. Um, Someone was interested in trying to come by and uh, do a guest spot. And I was like, you know, we're actually looking for a female person to like kind of like take charge a little bit. This girl was interested. I said, you might want to listen to us first, though. (laughs) Like... I don't know, you may hate what we do. <laughs> That's what I told her. I was like, you may actually hate what we do. Right. Uh, and uh, she said, I will check it out. But she did, I haven't heard back yet, so we'll see. She says she's a big horror fan. I don't know. You we'll know, our, our personality is fair. <laughs> right. Like, people get it. I think you guys get it. Like, I don't know. But you keep coming back. Yeah. And we, we love that. We say stupid edgelordy things sometimes, but not like that bad. I think we're pretty tame. For the most part. We just like to make silly things, say things that are fucked up. I don't know. We're not offensive. We just want to laugh. This is our part two of Alada Henan Lauder, volume one. <laughs> part two of, yeah, that's going to be really confusing. Maybe we'll just call it Alada Henan Lauder and just leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for coming by. If you haven't already, please go to longlivethevoid.com and check out all of our stuff that we post on there. We haven't been really good about posting the news section on that. But I will get on that. It's just a lot of work behind the scenes here that you guys don't know about. And sometimes I just want to fucking lay on the couch and be a piece of shit, okay? And play Jason. And play Jason, yeah. Which I've played only a little bit of. I haven't played that much. I literally only got to play Jason like four times. Anyway. All right, sorry. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by for the Thursday edition. We will be returning this Monday for a brand new episode not even sure what the fuck it's gonna be so hang the fuck on because it's gonna be a blast thanks for stopping by guys have a good weekend Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.